welcome to our first episode of the Home Gastronomics Podcast, where we bring the professional chef into your home kitchen. This episode will start with some introductions and then move on to talking about the basics of seasoning. Hello, friends. My name is Corey. Most of my friends call me Chewy or the Wookie. I'll be your host, and I'd like to tell you a bit about me before we get started. I have about a collective of 20 years' experience in some aspect of cooking, service, and the restaurant business. I've been a server, a dishwasher, a line cook, a home cook, institutional cook, as well as a restaurant manager, and finally a chef. I'm currently fortunate enough to work on the culinary team at a major resort in Central Florida area. My small family consists of my wife and a small pony that looks kind of like a dog. Some of my interests obviously include food science. I am a major Star Wars fanatic, hence the nicknames. I'm also active in living history where I've catered and assisted with multiple banquets and dabbled in primitive cooking. I came up with the idea for a podcast because I love food and I enjoy sharing that love. I figured the best way to share that love, along with being able to reproduce sexy, professional-looking food, was to teach the tips and tricks of professionals. So I started a blog to help educate people about food and food science. I was wanting to reproduce things that I did in my restaurant at home for the blog and I found that I lacked some of the resources that professional restaurants have. I started thinking about ways around that lack of resources, or how I could get those resources as a home cook. This led me to the idea that I could share this in addition to professional tips and tricks. But I didn't think the blog alone was the vehicle for this. I needed to be able to do more than words. I needed to show things and interact with people. I also wanted to expose people to experiences that they might not normally get for an insight into great food and fine dining. This is where the podcast developed from. All from the idea of how can a home cook bring that fine dining experience to their friends and family. We've got a number of resources to help us on our journey and help you connect with us. You can check out our website, www.homegastronomics.com, where you'll be able to listen to the podcast online and get in touch with us. The blog is also hosted there. We've got archives of the old blog posts. I'll post show notes there after every episode. And we're also working on having guest contributors on food and service-related topics in the blog. Social media-wise, we have two Facebook pages. The Cooking Wookie is the home of the original blog. This is going to be a bit more on the personal side of my adventures with food and whatnot. Home Gastronomics is for the show, and we'll have updates about episodes and be a forum for audience interaction. It's definitely worth a like. You can also find us on Twitter at TheChefChewy and Instagram at Home Gastronomics. You'll get your daily dose of food-related fun and plenty of pictures of what we're getting into trouble with. We're working on setting up a YouTube channel to get some video episodes out there, as well as trying to develop Facebook Live content that we can bring to you. 
Keep an eye out for all of this in the future, as well as some other tricks that we might have up the sleeves of our chef coat. As you can see, we've got quite a lot going on. If all of this sounds interesting to you, you can help to make it happen. I encourage you to support us and become a patron. In addition to becoming part of something exciting, you'll get some nice benefits, like a patron-only Facebook page, patron-only content, periodic patron-only group chats, and more ways that you can become directly involved with the show. Check it out on the website or on our Podbean hosting page. All of those websites and contact information will be in the show notes afterwards. A little bit about the show format. Each episode is going to have a main topic that we'll dig into. It may be, be a technique, food science, or a process that you'll see in a professional kitchen and how we can do that at home. We may also talk a little bit about some recipes related to each topic. I wanted to do a straight knowledge section, so we're going to have a word of the day where we're going to expand your culinary vocabulary about different kinds of food and food-related things. Since I want you all to participate, there might be a question and answer section in some episodes, while some other episodes might have guests that we're going to be interviewing. You can email us or message us your questions, or you can record your question and email us an audio file that might get played on the air. Now that we've got all that taken care of, let's move on to our topic. We're going to be talking about seasoning, what it is, and how to do it. So what is seasoning? Barron's Food Lover's Companion defines seasoning as ingredients added to food to intensify or improve its flavor. The Oxford English Dictionary defines as salt, herbs, or spices added to food to enhance the flavor. I learned seasoning as items that enhance the natural flavor a food already has while ingredients that alter the flavor fall into a different category. The major key here is enhance. This is why you see salt in some places that you wouldn't think about, like chocolate cake and apple pie. The most common seasoning you'll find, of course, is salt and pepper. But you can find others such as salt blends, barbecue rubs, all those little things that enhance food. When you're thinking about how to season you need to consider that every step along the way should have a little seasoning to it to layer the flavors and add depth to the food. Let's take, for example, some nice fried pork chops or fried fish. You set up a breading station. You want to season the pork chops or fish before you do anything else. Then you dredge it in seasoned flour. Dip it into a seasoned egg wash and finish it off with coating it in seasoned breadcrumbs. Another example is this recipe for steak pasta with a garlic cream sauce. What you do is you start off with about an 8-ounce steak, slice it pretty thin, probably about an 8th inch thick. Get your pan nice and hot, about medium-high on a standard home oven. Add a little oil to cook the meat, then season the meat. Toss it into the pan, cook until the meat starts to brown. You don't want to cook it all the way through. It's still going to have some time cooking. Now toss in about 2 tablespoons of garlic, Cook for about a minute without burning the garlic. Add your favorite vegetables. 
I like some quartered button mushrooms, asparagus heads, sun-dried tomatoes. Really, I have a lot of flavor there. Remember that the things that cook longer should go in first so that everything cooks evenly and is ready at the same time. You don't want to overcook one thing because you're waiting on something else to finish. After each veggie, you want to add a little more seasoning. When the veggies are tender, we'll deglaze the pan with about a quarter cup of chicken stock. Then we're going to add about a half a cup of heavy cream. Season it one more time. The last thing we're going to add is about 8 ounces of dry pasta that's been cooked to al dente in, you guessed it, salted water. Toss the pasta in the sauce with the veggies and the meat until well coated. Give it a taste, then adjust the seasoning to your liking right before serving it. Pow! A tasty and sexy pasta dish that's going to blow people's mind. The other thought about seasoning is seasoning ahead of time. Some people believe that if you season meat with salt and pepper in advance of cooking, the salt will dry the meat out and produce a really poor quality. In reality, science shows that it's all about the timing. Since salt is hygroscopic, when it is first applied to the surface of meat, the process of osmosis draws moisture out of the cellular structures of the meat. With time, the salt and moisture then begins to break down the protein structures, and the moisture begins to be reabsorbed by the process of reverse osmosis, taking the salt with it. Eventually, almost all of the moisture has been reabsorbed. That reabsorbed moisture brings the salt deep into the muscle fibers of the meat, and the longer the meat sits in this state, the deeper that absorption will be, creating a fabulous built-in seasoning. One thing that I like was an experiment done by J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of the Food Lab at SeriousEats.com. He did an experiment on the effect of seasoning meat. The basis of what he found was that if you have 40 minutes before you are planning on cooking the meat, season away. If you don't have 40 minutes, then you should just wait until right before cooking to season it. He figured out the time breakdown is like this. By cooking immediately after seasoning, the seasoning is still on the surface and hasn't started to draw out the moisture yet. You'll get a good crisp sear with a lot of flavor right now with that seasoning on the outside. At about three to four minutes, the process of osmosis begins. Moisture starting to beat up and pool on the surface of the meat. And what happens is all of this moisture would quickly drop the temperature of the pan or grill that you're cooking in. You won't get a nice crisp sear and the extra moisture that you have will result in steaming the meat as opposed to grilling it or searing it. It's going to produce a kind of bland gray hunk of meat as opposed to the nice seared brown flavorful meat that you want. At approximately 10 to 15 minutes, the breakdown of the protein structures that we talked about starts to happen. There's still a lot of moisture on the surface, and if you start cooking it right then, it's going to have similar results as at that 3 to 4 minute mark. By the time 40 minutes is reached, reabsorption and a small bit of evaporation has taken care of most of that moisture. Beyond 40 minutes is when the deep absorption of the salt occurs, allowing the salt to do all of its fantastic work with the meat. It is important to note that this whole process is the same whether we're talking about meat, fish, or veggies. It's slightly different when dealing with things like pasta or baked goods where the salt is dissolved into moisture 
which then carries it into the cellular structure. That about covers our discussion about seasoning, but of course, hit us up if you have any questions or comments. Now on to our word of the day. Today it is fawn, which has two meanings. It's a French term for stock, which commonly there's three types that you're going to see. You're going to see a fawn blanc, a fawn brune, and a fawn de végétal, which are simply your white stock, your brown stock, and a vegetable stock. More commonly, you're going to hear it describing the browned bits of food that remain in the pan after food has been sautéed or roasted. This is that stuff that you typically incorporate into a sauce by deglazing the pan or adding a small amount of liquid to it and stirring to loosen those bits of food. So that's our word today. Of course, if you have anything that you want to specifically learn about, we can throw into a word of the day. Shoot us a message and we can get that working for you. Looks like that's all for now, folks. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at the Chef Chewy and Home Gastronomics on Instagram. Check out the website for our show notes, ongoing blog posts, and to listen to the podcast online. If you really enjoyed it, please consider sponsoring us and becoming a patron. A small monthly donation as little as a dollar gets you some really cool benefits. Thanks again, and of course, may the food be with you.